You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. In a world where film studios have pillaged every young adult novel, DC'd every comic book series, and Frankenstein every silver screen monster in search of the next movie mega franchise. Two nerds. Two movies. One cinematic universe. This is Randy. And this is Jasper. We watched two movies. And they were action-y. <laughs> they were action-y. They were very action-y. Mm-hmm. All right, today we're going to discuss The Terminator. And The Predator. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, big classic action Arnold block here. I, yeah. <laughs> Was that your Arnold? I, get through the chopper. So what are we going to start with? Because let's just jump into them. You had what? You had Predator? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, let's go with Predator. Predator. Then we'll we'll cap it off with a better movie. Predator, released in 1987. According to the movie database, Dutch and his group of commandos are hired by the CIA to rescue downed airmen from gorillas in a Central American jungle. The mission goes well, but as they return, they find that something is hunting them. Nearly invisible, it blends in with the forest, taking trophies from the bodies of its victims as it goes along. Occasionally seeing through its eyes, the audience sees it is an intelligent alien hunter, hunting them for sport, killing them off one at a time. I mean, that's accurate, but that's a weird description. Directed by John McTiernan and starring Arnold. Arnold. Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, Sonny Land- Landum, a bunch of people. Not a bunch of people. That's about the extent of it. There's a few other people. They don't list Shane Black. Cause what, wasn't he one of the main dudes? Shane Black is the guy with, with the eyeglasses. Yeah. Who tells the uh, his girlfriend jokes about his girlfriend's vajayjay. Do you know who Shane Black is? I've heard of him. I think you like this guy. He directed Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. I thought I was wondering. I was like, I remember hearing the name. Mm-hmm. And he's directing the new, pre- uh, new movie, Predator. The Predator. Coming out this year, I think. Or at least according to the internet. Uh, yeah, so Predator. Jasper, this seems like a silly question, but I never know with you. Have you seen this before? Um, I've seen parts of it. Uh, this is the oh, first time I watched it fully through. Really? And you did, though, watch mm-hmm. it fully through? Yeah. So what did you think? What did you think of the full Predator experience? It's very, very 80s action. Mm-hmm. I kind of like when in the first part of the movie where they like they land in the jungle, and then they show like how boss the squad is, because mm-hmm. they just wipe out that, that oh, outpost. Yeah. They make quick work of that. Yeah, they're just yeah. like, pfft. That's quick. Uh-huh. And then they kind of like started kind of forming the story behind the team. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course the CIA guy is always the bad dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I liked how they showed like just how this team just rolls things. Just like out, out for extraction. Let's go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It is super old school action when they're rolling through this little, uh, gorilla village, taking mm-hmm. them out particularly when they're blowing things up and it's got that certain shot where it's like dudes like flying through the air in slow-mo, like getting blown out of like little, uh, whatever the nests or little, um, on top of buildings and stuff yeah, like machine gun nests and sniper posts. Yeah. And there's just that certain, like they'd always shoot it from like the ground, the ground up and it's dudes flying in slow motion. But watching this, it did make me appreciate 
in general, like well done practical stuff is usually pretty awesome, but it made me appreciate actual explosions and everything exploded in this little village. Like they're just, they just shoot guys and then stuff behind them would explode. Right. But you know, I mean, they still do explosions in movies, but it's nice to not be swamped with CGI explosions where it's like that dude's not actually even there. And that explosion probably isn't real. Whereas these, those explosions are real. Yeah. Especially in like in that, in the village part was like just complete overkill. Like it's insane. Machine guns, grenades blowing up the truck. I I love the truck bit. Cause Arnold goes and like, they're not even, they're like, well, what's he doing? You know? And he lit shows that he's super strong. Of course it's Arnold, you know, he's strong, Mm -hmm. but lifts the truck up and off of the block. So it runs into a building with a, with an explosive strap to it. Like, unnecessary but awesome because the other guys watching are even like oh yeah once he like starts doing it he's like oh it's crazy time to go yeah like the guy's like what the hell Uh, yeah yeah um it was like oh it was almost like he was like you know i could just roll in here and shoot everybody but i could also throw this truck into the center building like it's be quicker and way cooler right uh so this movie's got a real good pace about it because it starts it just kicks you into it as quick as possible it opens with you know they show up and Carl Weathers, who's the, he's the CIA guy. It was CIA. Yeah. They kept, you know, they refer to him as the agent man, whatever, but he used to like roll with, with Arnold. Yeah. Now he's in a lot of other movies. Isn't he Carl Weathers? Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. I can never pinpoint the movies he's in, but I've seen him multiple times. Oh yeah. He was in lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. I never realized he was quite so, well, he was in like Rocky, wasn't he? He was like one of the Rocky I don't opponents. really remember Rocky. I'm not as, I'm not super familiar with Rocky. I have watched it. I just don't remember it. There's oh, there's that classic bit where when you know they first see each other at the beginning, he's like you son of a, and they come up and do the like handshake like midair arm wrestle handshake thing, dude. And it's just the screen is just full of arm muscle. It's just oh, this is a muscle. This is a man movie, right? These muscly men fighting things. I think it also helped that he kind of looked like uh, Lando, but I felt like it was almost like that Han Solo Lando coming to see each other thing. Hmm. I thought it was the guy that plays Lando. That's racist. And you're a nerd. <laughs> no. You're a racist nerd. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, that was the cheekbones. It basically, it sets it sets it up. Like, here's, what, here's who Dutch is. Dutch is Arnold. They're going in to do this mission. You know right away the mission doesn't matter. It's not important. And it's probably BS. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's Predator. You know you're going into Predator. And then they're on the plane, or on the helicopter. And then they're in the jungle. And... And then action's happening and then people are getting hunted. Like, I don't know. It's just such a good pace. It starts off so fast. And I'd say it slows down a little bit once it gets into like picking the hunter, you know, predator picking them off one by one, which it basically is. But even that, that it keeps it keeps up the pace. It doesn't really slow down. It's just, it becomes more of a suspenseful, it's more suspense action instead of just action action. Mm-hmm. And then I like when, when they start picking off like the team. Mm-hmm. And how like some of the team members are going kind of crazy because they almost kind of show that like they don't like to be hunted. They're usually they're usually the predator. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, they ain't gonna kill us. And then predators like, you guys don't know who I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many good lines from this movie. But what made me think of that is I can't remember his name offhand. The guy that's always shaving, which is a weird trait to give a character, but he's got the, like a bic razor and he's just always shaving. Mm-hmm. He snaps. I mean, a couple of the guys snap. Really early on. But he snaps, like, most significantly because he, 
he sticks around for quite a while after he's he's kind of snapped and he says some crazy things i'm gonna get me some i'm gonna get me some or something like that Mm -hmm. there's so many lines that are quotable from this movie now that brings up the point that i there is a lot of quotes from this movie that i thought were from like terminator really yeah Terminator's only got a couple, and I was thinking, but we'll get into that next in the next movie. Yeah. But Terminator's got a couple of iconic lines, but no, this one's got Multiple. a ton. Dude, Jesse Ventura, which by the way, it's so funny that there's two governors in this movie running around shooting things. California and Minnesota, but uh, or former governors, I should, I should say. I didn't know that was Jesse Ventura until later in the movie. How, really? How did you not? I just wasn't really looking at him. And then once I was like, oh, wait, that's Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, everything, every line out of his mouth, with the exception of one, which is not a good line, but every line out of his mouth is like super quotable and memorable and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But like, I ain't got time to bleed. You know, just that kind of thing. So good. Right. You know, get to the chopper course. There's another There's good, a really good one that Arnold says, and I forgot what it was. There's a couple bad, and I didn't realize that they even, there were a couple bad Arnold one-liners, like old school Arnold one-liners when he'd kill like some of the guerrilla fighters in the village. Like it's not, a, it's, it's not a goofy movie. Like it's, it plays things pretty straight other than the fact that it, that it knows it's a big machismo sci-fi action movie with a alien creature. Mm-hmm. But it plays things pretty straight, except there's this, a couple of really goofy Arnold one-liners. Uh, at one point, he throws like a machete or a big knife at one of the guys. And I noticed when it hits him, it's almost like you hear that comical like like sound mm-hmm. of the knife sticking into the guy, into the wall. And he says, what does he say? He says, uh, stick around or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, are you serious? I didn't realize we went there in this movie. But but you know, like anybody would say that if they stuck somebody like like. Just something really stupid. Stick around. It was classic Arnold delivery on it too. But yeah, so there's a little bit of that, but not that much. Production wise, like it looks great. That jungle is a jungle. <laughs> yeah, but it's it like I I don't know. I wonder. I I didn't look in look it up. I wonder where they filmed it. But it, it yeah. I I wouldn't want to be running around this jungle. Yeah, especially like they did the. I really like how they did when he got the first guy. I don't remember what Shane Black's character's name was, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is the first of them to go. Though. Yeah, you see, like, the blood coming down the tree. Uh-huh. And, like, they did it perfectly to where, like, you, like, okay, Arnold really didn't see that or something, you know? Mm-hmm. The The effects in the movie were really good. Mm-hmm. The effects, like, it's... Most of it's practical, of course. All the gore, of course, is practical. But then you've got... You've got the... What did you think of the camouflage effect that the Predator uses? I kind of want to know how they did that. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they just kind of distorted that area. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like I'm more spoiled with the newer movies, like where so like he just kind of appears as a hollow holographic blob. Mm-hmm. In the new movies, you'd see like his form and his muscles and stuff like that. See, I like that how it's done here. I like the look of it. Mm-hmm. I think the movement's a little weird sometimes. I think that's the one aspect to that that doesn't quite hold up is because it looks good. And I'm like, this is 19, what, 87? I'm like, I wonder how they went about doing that. And it looks good, but sometimes the movement is kind of strange. Otherwise, yeah, it looked it looked pretty cool. Especially when in the part, kind of mid-movie, where he is, um, he goes after, what's his name, Mac? The, the, yeah, uh, Mac. That's the, that's the guy that shaves. Yeah. Yeah. 
he goes after Mac and you see him like do kind I'm of I'm going to have me some fun. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. Oh, he man, does that so like kind of like almost kind of like what I always call like the side attack where he like comes running and then he's like kind of leaning into the turn. Uh-huh. And you could tell like it was like not actually him running mm-hmm. because it seemed like disconnected from the ground. Oh, yeah. 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 It just looked really weird. Along those lines, this didn't necessarily look weird, but something I found. So the predator itself can, he pretty much travels through the trees and there's at least one really good shot where they kind of showed how that, how he goes about that. It's like him jumping from like tree to tree and he like falls down and hits like lands feet first on a limb, but then just falls forward and keeps going, like keeps the momentum going. Yeah. But then once you see him, anytime you see him without camouflage on, it's so obvious that this is a big dude in a big heavy suit and he's not all that dexterous mm. like so there's a kind of a disconnect between what he can do when he's got camouflage on because it's an effect they can use versus the actual creature when he's on screen i don't know that i buy that big dude climbing up and down the side of a tree like it shows it at times when he's camouflaged but mm-hmm. you know that's nitpicking they really got me with the when they first caught him in the net that scream he let out like i scared the crap out of me yeah you messaged me a couple times while you were watching this. Mm-hmm. You said that his, his mimicking the, the laugh was creepy. Yeah, because he's watching those two walk by and they start laughing. He's like, <laughs> like it started gets real loud. I was like, the hell is that? <laughs> There's so many like cool ideas to the creature itself because you do like that. That overview is right. Like you do. It cuts to its vision a lot and it's got weird like, you know, heat, heat, uh, what thermal type vision. Red. But also like it samples and cap it processes the audio from the people talking and it plays it over and over again at different pitches, like trying to figure it out or something. And there's weird, almost, I assumed it was like the weird alien version of a waveform display on the side, Mm. but like, yeah, it, it plays back the audio over and over at different pitches. Like it's trying to figure it out. And I thought that was just interesting. I was going to say, it looked like they were getting for a while. It looked like they were getting hunted by like an Atari Jaguar or something. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like, but, uh, that that's what kind of got me too, because what I've known of Predator in like the last probably year or so, or not year, I'd probably say a couple months, but they were saying it about a year ago that there was a new um, Ubisoft game, yeah, Ghost Recon, and there's a mission where you fight the Predator. Okay. And the dialogue between you and the other characters is him repeating it. So when you go to fight him, he, he goes, "Is that real?" Like, and it does that height, like that different uh-huh. edge stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't like this. And then when I heard it actually in the movie, I was like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. It's a that great concept. Eerie, like, <laughs> uh-huh. And they're like, is that a real thing? Is that you? Like, it's you know, this predator. And they did it so good. Like, you can hear an audio, like, where he is in the trees. Mm-hmm. And he'll just repeat all the dialogue you said between you and your character. I was like, I thought it'd be really cool, though, if it if they somehow, like, like they did in the movie, like, any talk, like, if they could get the feed from your microphone and he would repeat you talking to your friend. Uh huh. That'd be eerie. <laughs> kind of tying that back into the movie. I felt when, uh, what was his name in the CIA agent in the movie? Man, I really forgot all their names. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan. comes and he goes over here, over here. I thought it was going to be the predator. Oh, Mac says that yeah. says over here to Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Mac, He's like over here. I was like, I was like, dude, I've seen this play out. It's him. It's him. Because that's what he said earlier when he sampled mm-hmm. Mac was, you know, turn around. What I've heard is they kind of extrapolate more on that idea in the, re- the later, later Predators. but Maybe. But yeah, I thought that'd be so, totally weird to get hunted by something that has recorded your vo- like vocals. Mm-hmm. And 
use it as a decoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you think of the flashing eyes thing? The headlights, as it, I like to call them. It was cool. I don't know that it makes sense. It doesn't look great. You know, it does, the effect itself doesn't mm-hmm. st- doesn't stand up very well. But like, I, I get the idea of it. It's kind of like um, an animal where you can see the light flash in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of says that once he tells him what he saw. He's like, I saw his light, his eyes flat or the splash of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think we kind of skipped over her. But when they find the girl in the gorilla, mm-hmm. the gorilla outpost. I know they kind of said it's because she's unarmed, mm-hmm. but he never really went after her. Mm-hmm. And I almost thought they were going to try to, I think they, I almost thought it was an idea they had, but they abandoned it where she put the blood on her. So I'm oh. if, like, no, yeah, because she did, from her she did rub it on her leg, on her pants, wipe mm-hmm. it on her pants. I think though it was Arnold. I think Arnold was right though. I think it was a matter of she wasn't armed. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. Wasn't. Yeah. He's a, it's like some, not like the thrill of the game or something. I like that once, of course, you know, Arnold's the. He's the the big bad. He's smart and and tough. She or somebody somebody said it's like it's hunting us. Like it all clicked for him, and he like knew the rules <laughs> at that point. You know, it, but, but that kind of makes sense because it did. It clicked for him, and, and that's and he's, he's also a predator. Like, yeah, in his in military terms, he's a predator. And yeah. he was actually like she kept going to grab a gun, and at one point, and he's the one that kept sl- slapping it away. It's like no, like it's not. It's, it's not after you because you're unarmed. Like. Mm-hmm. There's several times where she tried to grab a gun and said he shouldn't. But then yeah, that, that kind of hurt the concept for me. Like, why don't they all just drop their guns and walk to the helicopter? But I don't think like, that would be the same, though. I don't but think I that think would be the same. Once they, because they fired on him. He knows them to be hostile. Yeah. But yeah. um, I also like the guy, I forgot his name too, but the kind of almost kind of say like the wind talker guy. Billy? Yeah. And he's kind of just standing there and he's like, there's something in the woods over here. Like, oh, yeah. Is that, Billy's interesting. I like his character. Is it? Is it racist that he's like a wind talker? I have well because th- they kind of used him in World War II, and uh, if I am correct me if I'm wrong, they used him in the like Vietnam. So I've I've got this thing version of it where because it still happens. It happened not long ago on like what was it? Was it Flash or Legends of Tomorrow? I think it was the Flash. Anytime you see a Native American actor in a movie, mm-hmm. they're in that role because uh they need some type of Native American person in that role they need they have some type of either stereotypical or whatever traditional native american trait or something mm-hmm. and i that got me thinking i'm like why don't you see more native american actors just in normal roles why are they always the native american so and it's been a long time since i watched that so when this first started i was like oh yeah and i was like hey well they don't do that with him in here and then it's like oh wait no he is kind of like the wind talker tracker Type guy. He's I wish they the would have explained more about. That's a little weird about that stone on it or that thing on his necklace. He is a cool character though, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I like that it's there, but they don't go into it too deep. Especially when he's like, "We're all gonna die," and then he just walks away. Like he gives up quick. I mean, he doesn't give up. He fights to the end, but like he sees. Well, it's kind of a thing where I think he knows they're. He they're gave up hope for. real fast. Mm-hmm. He's the last. He's although he makes it, he's the last of the ones that get killed. Mm-hmm. But I like that it's dumb. It's a dumb decision on his behalf. Yeah. And you don't see how he goes out, but that he's like stops and he's like, all right, nope, I'm going to toss my gun, take my shirt off, pull out this big old knife. You know, he cuts himself so that I'm guessing so that thinking and be attracted to the blood. Mm-hmm. And I guess it buys the other people some time. But yeah, he stops and accepts the fate and just like, I, I'm going to, he didn't last long though. Yeah. So, so going to that too, did you see? 
of course it's a movie and they have stunt doubles, but did you see that you could tell that was really not Arnold when he jumped off that waterfall? No, I know, because he's way smaller. He's a little skinny guy. Way smaller, and they didn't even try to like mess with his hair to look mm. like Arnold. I was like, that is not Arnold. <laughs> As I yeah. pointed him like all the way to the water. <laughs> and you could tell those shots, too, because those shots were, I'm not going to say out of focus, mm-hmm. but the focus was a little off, and they were way fuzzier, like obviously different film stock, shot a different day. Like It's particularly the faraway shots when he's going over waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I felt like that wasn't him, too, when he's swimming. And then here comes this unexpected Brock. And then it, Arnold comes off the other side. But I was kind of thinking that was him. But No, I, was, I noticed that, too, actually. I think it might have been him. But I had that same thought where I was like, you know, that seems like the kind of blocking they would do when they need to switch out an actor. But, like, he just swam for, like, three feet over there. Like, why did they have to switch him out? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that they actually because did, that, but I did notice that. That's what I mean. I was like, well, they probably – my first thought was they, they – read just did the shoot from him swimming away mm-hmm. but then i was thinking i was thinking if they did that maybe he did jump swam and did they had a whole one shot but you know swam he hit the water swam and then rested and then arnold took off from behind the rock like then he miraculously finds mud it, well and he figures that it masks his body his heat sig- signature because mm-hmm. that was i was wondering the whole movie i'm like how are they going to get the heat signature like tie that in real quick because i was kind of watching the time too because it's getting late and i was like how are they going to tie this in? And then suddenly he's like, boom, he doesn't know how to stay away from him. Boom. Now he knows. <laughs> yeah. I like the big confrontation too. And the little montage buildup of him. Dude, they had a fireworks budget or something, man. Oh that, yeah. That final fight where they are like shooting, like he's shooting that plasma bolt thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and like you can like White tell this is like, like 10 stories high. Maybe. Oh yeah. Huge, huge. Oh, yeah. Like, I really wonder how they did that, too. I wonder if that was just, like, a firework explosion or, like... Yeah, I mean... It almost looked like a transformer blowing up. It did. Like, like, electrical. It was interesting that they... And I'm glad they went... Obviously, the plasma bolts and stuff, like, or whatever it is, were, like, in effect. But I'm glad, yeah, the explosions and stuff didn't look like explosions. They look like white fireworks most of the time. But I'm glad they went practical with that. Mm-hmm. Cause it was cool. It does look like, it does look like when in movies anyway, transformers blow up, not, not, not those transformers, but and I also, electrical transformers. I also like how kind of like predator put down the weapons and he's like, I'm a fist fight you. Like, Oh, he's that. Yeah. Like I'm going to give you the comic so you don't have a gun and I have all this like weaponry. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to, we're just going to go hands right now. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's good. And then the thing that really got me was when predator sees that Valley that he had the spikes in. He's like touching the spikes and he like cocks his eyebrow like, ooh, these are sharp. <laughs> like, uh, I love that because it's. He's like, oh, you planned well, but you know what? I kind of see these. <laughs> like, But that's that was also Arnold's plan, which is great because he set that log up over the other path around to mm-hmm. there, knowing that the, he'd probably. I don't know when I watched. I watched this many times when I was younger. And I don't know if I caught it that. It has like a secondary. Yeah, I think the predator was meant to see those mm-hmm. sharp things there and not be not being an idiot and go around thinking have to have a plan B. Yeah, and the plan B was the that was the one. Mm-hmm. He really should have busted his head open with that rock though after the log fell on him because that gave him time to set off his weird alien countdown. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised too cuz like in a movie sense like they didn't like kill him to capture him, you know, or keep him and see what he is, but Oh, well Dutch didn't. But I kind of wonder too why Dutch didn't hit him with it. Like he's just like I'm gonna give you the common courtesy to just die or whatever. But yeah, I think he just figured out oh, he's done. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think he was expecting weird, not practical effect, weird nuclear explosion type thing to right. happen. But but it was a good ending scene. Like my 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 big issue was that I felt like it kind of dragged at first, but then like you said, it kind of picked up and didn't stop. And then that last fight was just like, yeah, this is, like I said, this is something I watched a ton when I was younger. I like this movie a lot and maybe it's a nostalgia. I'm sure part of it is a nostalgia thing, but for me, there's so many memorable bits. There's so many memorable lines. There's so many memorable sequences. Like when, when Jesse Ventura gets, gets got and they end up, all just unloading their weapons into the forest, into the jungle and like clear out a big chunk of vegetation. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Awesome. And the alien or the predator like, itself is a cool creature. I like how they just nothing for, you know, being a person that likes guns. There is absolutely no target acquisition before they start firing. They're just like, Oh, he's shooting in the woods. Okay. Everybody grab gun. <laughs> Dude, that's oh, And that's what kind of makes it funny. I mean, I guess it makes sense because they're like, well, this guy's just unloading over there. There's got to be something there. With a chain gun. Yeah. Because the squad carries that. They all just run up, and as soon as they run up, they see everybody's firing. So they're just like, okay, unload everything. And yeah, it's kind of funny. but That's what I was talking about when I messaged you the the, the smirk while he's unloading a weapon. Uh-huh. He's just like. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Which is kind of weird not to see him man the, the chain gun. I know. Normally, Arnold's the one who gets it. Right. Rambo style. But, uh, nope, it was Mac and... I can't remember Jesse Ventura's character's name, but Just Ventura. Hillbilly. Yeah, kind of. He had chew in his mouth. Big old chaw. Yep. It'll make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> that <laughs> had me rolling. Dude, it's such a good line, but it follows like his worst line. But it's such a good line. The sexual Tyrannosaurus. Ugh. Is that one where they use the F word and I'm not talking about the yep. letter one? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. That was the one I remembered. And I get it. Like it's from the 80s and you know. It's not out of character. Like, he's obviously like a manly man. We also had to say, you know, the best line, you're one ugly mother. <laughs> yep, yep. Classic. I love that one. I didn't even know Arnold actually cussed in any movie. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He cusses. He, he ain't no Boy Scout. It was It was good. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Classic. To me, classic. And definitely the best Predator movie. I guess I'll touch on that a little bit once we get towards the, the cinematic universe portion. All right. Are we going to do star rating on this and then? Yeah. Okay. You start. What's your star rating on this? We're out of five again. Yeah, we're out of five, right? Um, I want to say four out of five. I thought it was really good. I thought the effects were really good. Like I said, a little bit in the in the beginning, took a little bit to get going. Mm-hmm. And the storyline wasn't kind of like, story wasn't really built up. I think, again, that comes from my MCU background. Like I like the story movies, but... But no, like once once they kind of know who they were getting hunted by, then it just keep going. But yeah, four out of five. Okay. I'm going to go 4.5 out of five, four and a half stars out of five. Um, I respect it. Because this is, to me, essential, classic action, sci-fi, a little bit of horror, 80s, 80s action, like required viewing. And it's unique because, you know, I guess... It's sci-fi and it's action. Those are definitely the two big genres, but it's it's a little bit horror too because it's almost like slasher. They're being hunted down mm-hmm. and you get a lot of POV shots from the creature. But the setting seems unique for that kind of a movie. Like they're in the jungle. The whole thing is, except for the you know first short scene, is in the jungle and that seems unique. Yeah, 4.5. I love it. I think it's great. 
it for me the pace at the beginning is fine it dips down a little bit during the hunt but that's inevitable right and, and it still never really bogs down at any point it just dips down a little it, bit. like it really took off when it was just arnold and the predator oh yeah i love that last sequence it's yeah, mm-hmm. that's good that's like 30 minutes long too that part just that part alone mm-hmm. but yeah and i'm fine with the lack of backstory because they hint at little things like you mentioned the uh, billy's like stone or whatever it is he rubs mm-hmm. and then they give little nods to like past missions they've done and stuff and without getting into any of it, because essentially none of that matters. So right. like that doesn't bother me. I'm good with that. I think it works well that way. Yeah. What ne- what's, what's, what was, the, what's, the, what next Jasper? Now we're on to the Terminator from the, wait, we got to do our thing from the jungles of South America, right? From the jungles of South America to the suburbs of, is it Los Angeles? Yeah. Is it Los Angeles? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. Yeah. I think it was. Suburbs of Los Angeles. Yeah. Which is a jungle in itself, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Terminator, which was in 1984, almost thought that said 1994, seemingly indestructible android is sent from 2029 to 1984 to assassinate a waitress whose unborn son will lead humanity in a war against the machines, while a soldier from that war is sent to protect her at all costs. Directed by James Cameron. Yep. Is written by James Cameron, too. Um, stars Arnold, uh, Michael Bean, Kyle Reese. He plays Kyle Reese. Yep, Michael Bean. Uh, Lin- Linda Hamilton, which is Sarah Connor. Those are the main characters. Yeah. Lance Henriksen is a cop in there. Yep, Paul Winfield is the lieutenant. Yeah, and then pretty much falls off of it. Oh, uh, I would actually like to point out um, Earl Bowen, the doctor, because mm-hmm. he's kind of in the sequential movies. Yeah, he comes back. Yeah. And actually, the last time you see him in this movie. Yeah. They set him up to return in a way, even though it was, what, almost 10 years before they made a sequel. Like, it was clear that they had a sequel in mind because he leaves the police station, is distracted by something long enough to turn Miss Arnold walking through the door, and then he leaves. Like, that was an intentional decision to have the doctor not see Arnold leave, never return to the movie, knowing that eventually there will be a sequel in which he is in it. Mm -hmm. And doesn't believe it because he didn't see any of that stuff go down. He didn't see the, he didn't see Arnold. So that hints that there was some foresight for a sequel that didn't happen for almost 10 years later. That's crazy. I didn't know it was 10 years later. Uh, it's gotta be maybe closer to eight, but it wasn't until like, I mean, it was early nineties. I think that's still a long time. Mm-hmm. All right. Cause it seems like with new, new movies now, it's like, Oh, this did really good. Okay. A year from now, let's do it again. Okay. So the Terminator start that movie off with a naked man. A big muscly naked man. Appearing in that's a, not no, that's not kneeling fetal position. That's not totally true. And I didn't realize it kicked into the future stuff right off the bat, but it kicks to it kicks into some scenes of the future first. So this is a good opportunity to talk about the future. That's I think part of what makes this so awesome is man, that future is cool. Like I mean, it's horrible because it's it's you know it's the Terminator future. Everybody knows what that looks like. It's skulls lining the ground everywhere, mm-hmm. and crazy machine flying machines and big tank tread machines. And it's like, it's iconic watching this movie. Like it struck me. It's like how many movies rip this movie off. And I'm not to say it's necessarily the most original like vision of a, a post-apocalyptic, you know, future, but to this, in, this inspired and influenced so many movies after that, but it looks so cool. And you could tell like, you can tell th- there's there's uh, like green screen backdrops. You can tell there's miniatures and stuff, but 
like it looks awesome still, I think. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sets, sets the precedence for what's going to go on, you know. And the music, like that weird tone that comes in, that tone, like, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for this movie. <laughs> but yeah, we see that. Okay. Which I actually, I think the reason why I didn't kind of reference that is I think I was grabbing my phone during that scene because I heard it beep upstairs. So I ran upstairs to grab it and came back down and then they were at the electricity. You got to pause. Jasper, you got to pause the movie. You got to pause the movie when you get up. But it goes back to it in his, in Kyle Reese's flashbacks and stuff and dreams. They did the flying, like the ships. They did that pretty good. You could tell like they weren't like, you know, no CGI or whatever, but. You could tell the movement was a little, like it was on a, like kind of a lagging. It was, it was like on, on an arm or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could tell it was just on an arm that moved around because the, the motion wasn't quite right for a flying thing. Even if it could hover, it wasn't quite right. But like the compositing of everything, because that they obviously removed the arm, removed whatever it was connected to and all that. And it wasn't just dangling on a string. That'd be kind of funny to see it like swing, uh-huh. <laughs> like as it flies over. Like we couldn't get the we couldn't get the arm right, so we just put it on a string. It's just like bobbing around. Just have a robot say something about turbulence. <laughs> it's the turbulence. They have a like string going on. <laughs> but it it looks so like, and it's so cohesive. The look of the future. It looks so good. The lasers look awesome. I know mm-hmm. that's like they've been doing lasers since the seventies, but no, I will point the out color scheme. Ugh. I, I will point out, even though I could point it out in the shared universe, but the electricity effect was the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the, when predators thing came down, but like the, like that blue, real like deep blue. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is just, I mean, it's, we don't, yeah, it's, it's Terminator. Everybody knows what Terminator is. Although I have, you know, I have a feeling a lot of people haven't necessarily watched this first one. A lot of younger people. If you ask anybody, they saw T2. Yeah. Oh, it's a little Terminator 2. Which is fine, but I think I like this one better. I think I like, I mean, I think they're both great. A lot more story driven. I think they're both great, but I kind of like this one better just because I like the tone of this one more, you know, and the second one does well at carrying over a tone, but I like the tone of it. I have super nostalgia for this movie because I'm pretty sure I've seen this young enough to where I thought there were scenes of this that were actually my life (laughs) and not a movie. (laughs) Luckily, not any of the weird, horrible robot scenes, but. Like there's some of that neighborhood scene where he first finds the when he finds the first Sarah Connor out of the phone book. Mm-hmm. And there's the shot of like the little girl riding the big wheel across the street. I'm pretty sure for a long time, I thought that was like a girl that lived across my street. Oh, really? And then, uh, yeah, at Mandela one point, like- at one point in my life, like I watched the movie again and it was like, oh, oh, when did I watch? How young was I when I watched Terminator? Why do I have this in my head as a memory? <laughs> What's funny too is... The in the neighborhood scene with that semi that he runs over, mm-hmm. I had that really. Yeah, mine was red though. Maybe it just maybe it just looks so like so of the time that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The also the thing right before that scene when he gets his clothes, I didn't need that, of course, because your eyes get drawn to flopping things around. I was like, oh, oh, do you see his floppy? Yeah, oh, I didn't you notice. do. I didn't notice this, this full, full bore, no, because I just I was watching him walking and I just saw something swaying so. Huh. Right. I, I didn't notice that, Jasper. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm an observant person. You missed the whole first, like... You should have saw me, I was like... You missed the whole first future scene, but you seen his mm-hmm. floppy for whatever half a second it was probably on screen. Mm-hmm. To be a Terminator, you have to steal clothes, which I found out. You just gotta steal clothes wherever you find them. Well, yeah, because they can't send them through. They, yeah, because it's like... It's only, or- thing. only organic matter unless it's wrapped 
or machinery that's wrapped in organic matter. Mm-hmm. There's also, I'd like to point out a lot of Sarah Connors as he was going down the phone book. There was only three actually. Like, oh, man, which one is which? <laughs> yeah. Also, I'd like to point out before he goes to visit that first one, that that pistol he buys mm-hmm. has a scope on it. Oh, yeah. I was like, why do you need that? <laughs> because it looks awesome. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's first the laser thing, thing is The first thing ominous. I wouldn't do is tell a guy that's loading a shotgun in the gun store to not do that. Well, you should probably not make that a possibility. Yeah. Don't have the gun. Don't have, don't have the bullets the, sitting there on the counter when you're Don't do that now. It. No. All the ammo's behind locked crates. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Probably for reasons like that. Yeah, you don't want Terminator showing up. No. I did like that bit, though, where he's like, he knows all the weapons, of course. I'm sure he's been programmed to know all the weapons. Mm-hmm. But then he even asked for like a multi-phased, what was it? A multi, like a. Plasma gun with a like yeah. 50 meter range. Yeah. Multi-phase plasma gun with a 50 in. Yeah. And the guy's just like, just, just what you see here. But like, doesn't even say like, what is that? He just says, don't have it here. Yeah. He's just like, I don't you know, know what that we, is. I'm getting a truck this Friday. Might have it on there. Yeah. So yeah, this is Arnold bad guy. When Arnold, you know, when the Terminator, Arnold Terminator was actually a bad guy. Mm-hmm. More often than not, he's a good guy in the movies as they go on. Bill Paxton is one of the punks that he, that he beats up for clothes at the beginning. Yeah. Then here's another thing I want to point out. Yeah. So in the starting movie and then coming into the mid part of the movie is that they see that he's using the phone book. The guy even says like right off the bat, well, they're going to call him the phone book killer. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, damn, just already call it, call it what it already is. Like, but my thing is, wouldn't you find the third Sarah Connor and protect her and not just have her kind of fall into your lap? Well, no, they were trying to, they yeah. couldn't get a hold of her. They couldn't track her down. No, yeah, they picked, as soon as, like, two Sarah Connors came through, mm-hmm. like, they're like, oh, and then they looked and they were killed in the order that they appear in the phone book. They start trying to get a hold of her. They call her house multiple times. They probably should have sent a cop there sooner. They eventually did send a cop there. And then once she, once she like, figured it out, she went to a public place, went to the tech, tech noir, and then couldn't get through to 911. But eventually, you know, she got through to people and they said, you know, hold tight. It's just they took their sweet time getting there because the Terminator... And Kyle Reese figured it out. She thought it was Kyle Reese trying to, you know, was the guy because mm-hmm. he's some strange dude. Yeah. Following her. Let's talk about the effects. Speaking of practical Lots effects. Lots of electricity. Well, yeah, those aren't practical. Lots of electricity effects. And those look good. I mean, they look of the time. Like you said, and, and Predator like has that same kind of look. I got something for that. <laughs> there's nothing scarier than Terminator Arnold, but there's also nothing scarier than animatronic Arnold. Animatronic rubber face Terminator Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 rough like because i was like sitting there watching it and as soon as like they went to i was like what like like you could tell that it was badly like animatronic and it's almost like which i guess they would did did they not really have makeup back then or well no they they did but i think the reason they went full rubber head is to put it like the depth in there to put the machinery like there's a hole in his face mm-hmm. and then set it back. You, you can't, you can only layer stuff on to people with makeup, but first off the, the animatronics, they went maybe a little overboard because couldn't they just like have somebody basically puppet that? Like, mm-hmm. do they need to have his head move? You could weird like that. You could tell when he lost his, all his skin. Like that was someone puppeting when he opened the door. Cause he's like, like doing the whole like shoddy <laughs> the yeah, the movement yeah <laughs> like, I think there like was someone was just taking from the back and just moving him like there was even like some kind of a like claymation style stop motion style 
when he walks out Shots. of the fire. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's it's rough. The model is awesome though. The yeah. like, Terminator like this robot skeleton, like that talk about iconic, but that thing looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It's also funny in the in the uh so in the later part of the movie where he's chasing with the truck. Mm-hmm. It was funny because like when the camera was in the cab of the truck, his red light is like real dim. Mm-hmm. But then when they go out from them chase, there's like this huge you can see red it. light. Yeah. Like, yep. Occasionally they use that to really good effect, particularly when it almost seems like it was Linda Hamilton's dream, but it, it, another kind of Kyle Reese flashback to where he's hanging out in wherever it is they hang out in, in the future, the little tunnel alleyway underground trash place that they live. And a Terminator gets in there. Trash people. <laughs> they do look like, you know, whatever they're homeless. Well, mm-hmm. they're not homeless. They're, they're, they're post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, people, but a Terminator gets in there and starts attacking and there's a couple awesome shots where it's like got this big gun and it's firing and it, you, it, you see it mostly in silhouette from the light behind it. And it's all dark, but you see the two glowing eyes. There's some really good visuals in this movie, some fantastic shots as a whole. Like what a good concept. James Cameron, he's a pimp for this movie. <laughs> like I'm not a huge fan of some of his later career stuff. Like I understand he does big blockbusters and this and that. And, but like some of his early stuff like this, the sci-fi stuff, the some of the early sci-fi action stuff, like so good. I think it's nice to see, even though I do like the new CGI graphics and stuff like that, and it kind of makes it more streamlined. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see how they did effects back then, like to where they try to make it as more streamlined as they can. But like the whole like skeleton moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they probably had, a, that probably took days to do, mm-hmm. you know, or the red light or the, the said mannequin, the animatronic. I mean, the thing that I really like about there were parts while watching this movie because I do think of that sometimes, and I, I figured our conversation would go that go there anyway with the effects because that tends to be a thing we focus on sometimes. But the rubber face part made me think like CGI is so abused all the time now, but there's really some things that CGI can like that I'm glad that they can accomplish because they could do that easily with a CGI effect and have it look great. But then. Kind of like if bringing you, in my favorite character, Iron Man. You could not do no the flying around supersonic speed back then. But then, if they made, you know, chances are they did it now. That that skeleton, that robot metal skeleton, would probably never actually be on the set. Like it would be a CGI thing all the time. And I like that they have, even though it moves a little funky sometimes, a little clunky. But uh, I like that there's actually this awesome looking, super polished creepy robot skeleton on the set. Like it's a physical thing that's there crawling after this chick. And uh, you can tell when a thing can't be touched for real. And it kind of does take a little something out of a movie. So even though the movement's a little weird, I appreciate that that thing is there, except for when it's stop motion, (laughs) but whatever. Mm -hmm. The only thing I did not like about this movie was the ending. Was it just kind of all of a sudden happened like from the, the truck to the like, him just getting squashed in the the press. It was just like, I I thought there could have been a little bit more like of a fight. No, I I don't know. I thought that was fine because, because that whole thing is almost like an add on. It's like a tack on. It's like, um, because they set up the truck explosion. They set up the, Oh, relief. Like the end of the movie relief. It's dead, Mm -hmm. which, you know, if you didn't, don't know the movie, maybe, you know, you'd be like, okay, well it's over. And then it comes out, and there's this whole sequence where they're fighting it in this, yeah, where, where that machine shop or whatever it was is. 
So that all felt like I didn't mind that. It uh, it didn't feel short to me because that whole section feels like extra stuff that it's like, oh my God, it's not over yet. Okay. Like not in a bad way, but in a tense way. Mm. Also, I appreciate how Kyle Reese gets killed. It's a big deal, but not like a big deal. Like it just happens. Like he gets blown up and then he's just dead. And it's not like this big, like him, this long drawn out, oh, I'm dying. No, Kyle, don't go. Like, it's not that whole thing. It's just like he gets blown up. She find, she goes over to him. He's gone. Like, he's dead. I'm like, whoa, that's almost she, yeah, more She's brutal. just kind of like, oh, you're dead. Later, dude. Well, off. she doesn't even have time. Yeah, she doesn't have time to deal because mm-hmm. then the upper torso of the Terminator starts coming after her. See, that's kind of like what, what I liked about the movie was that he was a major character, but they kind of were almost kind of writing him out from the beginning. Like... They're like, we're going to introduce him as his father, and he's dead. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much he knew, the character knew, before he went back. Same thing I wondered. Like, I was like, does he know he's his dad? Like, Because John Connor would have known, and I guess you wouldn't have to tell him, because if you exist, you've already sent him back. Like, it's the whole time travel kind of paradox thing. So do you not have to tell him then? All you have to do is make sure you send him back, and it'll happen? Or do you have to tell him? Or you get worried that you're going to send him back, he won't do it, and then it all, nothing, you know, then it all vanishes. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I wonder if he It's kind of cool, too, when you realize that when he says, I'll I'll die for John Connor. You know, it's like, you would die for your son. Mm -hmm. I also like in the the ending part where she, you kind of see her kind of form her character. Mm -hmm. Like, for one, under the bridge, she dresses his wound, and he's like, that's a really good dressing. Mm -hmm. She goes, okay, it's my first one. But he like almost kind of like I say he kind of faints, and she's like on your feet, soldier. Like she's like yelling at him like a like a commander would. Uh huh. It's kind of showing who she becomes like later in the storyline. Like I, it is kind of a quick change, but I do like that. Yeah, she's just like a normal chick. She's just a normal person, which is weird to see because I'm used to Terminator Two, where she's already she's like hard. hard. She is like, hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like when they go into the house of Terminator Two, and she's like, "This is how it's gonna be." Like you would not see that in her character in the first one. Like, no, she's like a normal chick. Yeah. And like, she's having trouble waitressing and all that. And the turn does happen kind of quick, but it's not that big. And they set her up at the end of the movie, the last scene, you know? Yeah. They progress her enough towards that to where it feels like pretty natural that that's where she would go. Oh, this is a total sidetrack. Have you seen, did, have you seen the most recent Terminator Genesis? No, I did not like that. Sarah Connor. Bad, bad casting choice. It's the it's, Terminator Chronicles. Sounds good too. I didn't watch it. Okay, don't ever. <laughs> okay, well, I know there's more we could say about this movie, but there's not. And the sequel stuff, I will get into. Like I said earlier, before Cinematic Universe. Oh, gotta mention. I know I mentioned a little bit the music. Of course, again, '80s synth music. I'm a sucker for it. But for the most part, like I love the music. It's iconic. It's uh, I think it's Brad Fidel, Brad Fidel. Something like that. I did like the soundtrack on that one better than Predator. Ooh. No, I didn't talk. I love the Predator soundtrack too. I like this one better. I don't like all of it because some of the chase music where it's that like random notes that like I could do without that. But the main theme, the crazy synth sounds that come in when every time they do a future, a flash forward flashback, like awesome. Love it. Love the sound of it. Predator has like, I like the Predator score and it's big like all the time. But I don't know. It's 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 not the same. But I, I like the Predator score too. But I think Terminator's got a more iconic score for sure. Ratings. I'm gonna jump forward. Oh wait, no, you jump forward. I'd probably give the same four out of five. Um, okay. 
No, I'm gonna bump it up to four point five out of five. Ooh. I did like the action a little bit better, mm-hmm. and a little bit of the st- like. I'm a very story driven person, and it seemed like a really good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, just because I'm a track fan, I hate different timelines or whatever. But they did it perfectly in this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I the graphics were awesome, or the the not the graphics, the effects. Yeah, the visual effects. Yeah, and then the music was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this a five, man. This is a five. This is a five star movie, which doesn't surprise me. I'm actually a little surprised that I didn't give Predator a five. But I think watching Predator, I watched this and then I watched Predator, and it was like, okay, yeah, I like Terminator better, and Terminator is most definitely a five for me. James Cameron came up with like a great concept. His vision for it is very specific. He nails it. He kind of defined that certain style of post-apocalyptic futures. You got time travel is awesome. It's it's kind of like Predator in that you've got it's a sci-fi action horror movie. Here's this thing coming after you, and it's almost impossible to kill. There's people that like Terminator Two more, and I get that, like I understand it, but I think the Liquid Metal one kind of sold it on that one. Well, I seen somebody describe it as like there's two kinds of people in the world: people who prefer Terminator and people who prefer Terminator Two, and I think. Terminator one is more of a, for me, it's more of a, about mood, tone, and kind of concept. And Terminator two is all about spectacle. Let's make this crazy, but it's not to say Terminator two is bad, but yeah, anyway, five star. I think it's awesome. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. And, and, and come with me if you want to live. Hang on this one. Yeah. Okay. Kyle reset it. Kyle reset it to him. And then they reuse it in all the movies, of course. There's like, there's some interesting, I know we won't get a chance to like pair this with Terminator 2, but they reuse some stuff in Terminator 2 from this in like when, in this, when, uh, the Terminator gets shotgun through the club window, a shop in two and the shop in two, like it's, it plays out almost exactly the same. The timing is the same. The camera angle is the same where he hits the sidewalk with all the glass. And like, I just like that kind of symmetry between the two. All right, Jasper. Mm-hmm. The movie studios, they've done Alien vs. Predator. They don't know what to do with Terminator. But they need these franchises. Yeah. What are they going to do for a Terminator-Predator cinematic universe? Okay, so this is where this is where I'm at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what year Predator was in? Uh, the first Predator, well, it was 1987, I'm assuming. So, yeah. Well, but was it the same, well, like the storyline in that same year? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although they don't really specify. Okay, well, let's just throw that timeline, that first timeline out, because this is an awesome idea. Okay. Okay, so, with, let's say the Predator is before then, and this ha- the Predator happens, the jungle fight and everything. So, Predator is either A, ran ran skynet like the alien like uh, alien power is running this this they gave it the power to the robots to overthrow everybody the predator aliens run skynet yeah so they they basically empower skynet to take over the world okay okay predator goes back in time okay okay because they try to find the strongest person to clone to make into terminators or to to process into terminators mm-hmm. okay he fights arnold and, or Dutch mm-hmm. basically likes his fighting style, thinks he's good, scans him with his visor, 
and they basically make the new Terminators in his image. He goes, you know, basically takes that. I wouldn't say because he, he blew up that he could go back, mm-hmm. but basically upload the data and they make the new Terminators, make Dutch into the new Terminators. Mm-hmm. So then they are trying to find a way to fight the Predators. To, so Terminator comes in. So they send Dutch back or Dutch's clone back into the, back into the 80s to try to fight, basically making the Terminator storyline. Okay. And then I was kind of lost it after there. Now, I wanted to tie it into someone was in the squad in Predator mm-hmm. that knew that they would become... Now, what I kind of wanted to do was think of either a Dutch new Sarah Connor mm-hmm. in some fashion, but I couldn't figure that one out. Okay. But basically, that Predator is the race that was behind making Skynet as powerful as it is. Okay, okay. So, so what's yours? Okay, well, to recap yours, so Predator... Who do they send back to the... Basically, Predator, Predator is, is the pre, pre, prequel to where the Terminators got their uh, their image. Okay, okay. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Basically, clone Dutch to be the new Terminators. Okay, okay. I'm trying to use the Arnold. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Crossover. Okay. You want my pitch? Yes. I gotta look at my notes. I actually took notes for this one. All right, I have two movies to set up this universe. Two movies in mind. Okay. And then... You- you know, studio can take it from there. And also, I do want to specify, I think the cinematic universe would work with the first two of both franchises. Even though, technically, we only need to worry about the first of each, I think Terminator 2 and Predator 2 would both be unfazed by this. Okay. And in my mind, for both those franchises, those are Predator 2 is even iffy, but, you know, whatever, it's okay. But uh, Does that one have Arnold in it? N- no. No, okay. No, it's got, uh, what's his name, Danny Glover? Oh, it does. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll do that sometime. That'll get paired with something else. Mm-hmm. That might be a Predator 2 aliens thing or something, so we can do a proper alien versus Predator universe and re- rewrite whatever junk they did for that. Anyway, here it is. Dutch is tough. He survived the Predator thing. He's part of the military. Well, the military, this is, this, there are, okay, so there are, theories on how these movies tie together online and i read through some of it they go through some there's some stretches but i will borrow one aspect and this is the thing that shares common with yours of course dutch was at least the physical model for the famous model of terminator you know for the arnold terminator because he's in the military he's super tough he survived fighting this predator so when skynet it was Skynet, right? Mm-hmm. Skynet and, or was Cyberdyne or whatever it is, Skynet and, and the government, and they work with the government because that happens. That's how it works. That's where they got the model for, you know, he was in the system. The machines ended up using it. These movies could go either way, but I think here's the first movie. In the future, humans have pretty much fallen. The machines have taken over. Then some predators come along. The first movie will be Predators versus Terminators, basically. Predators come back to Earth in the future and find machines. I'm a little unsure of as to whether the Predators would enjoy hunting the machines because they'd obviously be much tougher sport than humans, which I would think they'd like. But I don't know, like, if a hunter wants to go after a machine versus an organic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, maybe they do some type of slight team up with some of the human resistance to fight back the machines. Because if nothing else, Predators recognize that the machines are an ongoing threat. They get off Earth, 
you know, they're going to do the same thing to other organisms elsewhere. Predators can't have that. They just want to go around and hunt creatures. They don't want these machines ruining it for them or whatever. And so in the end, the predators, the predators beat the machines and then they probably kill the humans and whatever. So it's not good for humans, whatever. So that's most of the first movie, Predators versus Terminators. So that is why they have the Dutch model of Terminator because they know they have him in, you know, this, this data in their system. They have this Dutch character guy in this system and they're like, oh, he has fought these things. So that's why they met, they produce the Arnold version of Terminator to fight against the Predators. Well, when the Predators end up winning anyway, Predators and humans, the machines are like, can't have this. So they make a Terminator in the style of a Predator to go back and fight a pre-Predator Dutch take him out before he can ever encounter the predator because their thinking is if they can go get rid of dutch before he kills that first predator the predators won't really give earth a second thought and will kind of off in the future so the second movie is basically a terminator predator against pre-predator dutch you know what i'm saying yeah it's basically terminator only with dutch okay i didn't sell those very well but you got terminator versus predator in the future and then second movie is Terminator Predator. <laughs> Terma Predator. Terma Predator. Predator. <laughs> so it's almost like procrastinator, but Predator. It's the Predator. <laughs> so. Sounds like a horrible wrestling wrestling person. Yeah, Predator. Ooh. He <laughs> just comes out and kills out all the time. <laughs> so, I don't know. I uh, when it, When those ideas came to me, I like it. It doesn't seem plausible to me, though, that those movies would happen. But I love the idea of a Terminator made to look like the Predator. I think that'd be awesome. Just like a battle royale. Yeah, and then I love the idea of the future post-apocalyptic world that we see in Terminator involving the Predators. That'd be cool. It would be. I would I would watch it. Like, just to see a fight between them. How resilient is, like, Terminator to the tri-shot and everything, or, you know, mm-hmm. and the beam. So... I guess it almost makes more sense to do the pre-Predator Terminator movie and then do the Predators against the Terminators. Prequel. Yeah. See, that's what kind of sucks with like the time hopping is it's kind of hard to place it. On the one hand, though, that would mean that essentially it changes Predator. Prequel would change Predator because if Dutch went into Predator knowing that Predators are a thing or that there are at least machines that look like Predators, like that movie would go down way differently. Right. So it would essentially unravel Predator, which would then unravel the the reason for Predator's coming a Predator Terminator machine coming back to kill him. It's a mess. All I'm thinking about is the battle scene. That'd be crazy. I mean, that's all anybody's thinking about. You mesh these universes together. You just want to see some predators and some machines fight each other. That's the only thing like the only thing I don't like in Predator is just like cuz you said like he has, he has such a big suit that he kind of just like yeah, he's around. a little lumbery. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to like. I almost think kind of like Alien vs Predator. They got a little bit bit more streamlined. Mm. Like he's a little bit more agile. But I mean, Predator's supposed to be big, huge, and kind of lumbersome. But but I mean, I think he's supposed to be agile too. Because even in in Predator, they had him be agile. But it was only ever when there he had the camo effect on because it was obvious the dude in the suit couldn't could not do move that. that fast. Yeah. yeah. So whose pitch? Whose pitch wins? I think yours, because like I said, I kind of lost my way there, but I yours makes more sense to me. Like if I really like researched mine and like kind of like plotted the course, but mm-hmm. 
but I liked yours though. I think the potential, I think it would make sense that if predators come back to earth every so often when it was super hot and that future world looked pretty hot, like it makes sense that they'd come back and then see the machines and be like, Whoa, I don't know. What do you think the predator, do you think, would they hunt the machines? Do you think they would hunt the machines like sport? Cause I thought about that when you were saying it, cause I would think, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be easy to just keep making it like, it's almost kind of, I forgot what that book was or that movie. The, where he invites everybody to the island mm-hmm. oh, and, yeah. and hunts them. The most dangerous game or whatever. Yeah, the most dangerous game. Um, I would see it kind of like that where they would they try to improve them to hunt them, like to mm-hmm. make them more like they don't, they're they not hunted easily. But yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. Now, the Alien versus Predator movies, I've only seen two. I've seen the first one. There's three, isn't there? I think there's two. Well, there might be three. I don't know. I know there's at least two. The first one was terrible. I mean, I don't think those movies are canon in either of those universes, really. Right. Definitely not in, in Alien. But if I recall right, supposedly the aliens were created by the Predators to be like super tough game. That's why they have acid blood and all that. Right. So that, not that that has anything to do with my universe, but that would make me think they'd, they'd hunt the machines. If the machines, I mean, if it's AI, they're, in a, they're technically kind of an, like a living type thing. I think they'd hunt them. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of saying. Like they would make them to like, oh... Well, I we're now killing him easily. Let's make a new like Terminator two thousand. You know, make him better. So here's the question: Do because that would almost kind of lead into liquid metal because their beam would just go through them. Humans have no chance against the the, the machines. Like, mm-hmm. do the predators really have any better chance? I mean, they got better tech tech than term, uh, humans do, but do they have a chance against the machines? It really depends. Like, what's their power level? You know, power strength and. I think the Predator's advantage in the situation and why, in my pitch, the Terminator's machines versus Predator's, Predator's went out is because, I mean, they got spaceship tech. And as far as I know, the machines don't have spaceship tech. So the Predator's can just, like, chill off world, figure out, like, we need to strike here, here, here to shut down the machines and make it happen. Because if they've got space tech, they can, I don't know, drop some plasma nukes or whatever in the right places on Earth and take care of the machine, like central control so yeah in the long run i think i think predators would probably win just because they're more advanced than even you know even though the machines are pretty advanced but they're really advanced yeah and actually they have i mean they have time travel and liquid machine robots and (laughs) that is pretty advanced but they don't ever seem interested in leaving earth so and the predators who knows the predator like they got crazy that's he's just a hunter like i assume the predator in this movie in predator He's just a dude. That's his weekend. He's like a I because it's almost like you kind of think coming to that movie like he's a hitman or something like he's an assassin coming back to or coming there to kill Dutch or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's he's just a hunter, and like if he's got like nuke suit, laser beam, like if that's just his like high tech hunter gear, I'm sure like Predator military has some crazy stuff. Right. You never really see the firepower of their ships either. No, no. You don't see a ship at all outside of the opening scene when they go all the thing on it and like show that it's just like the same opening scene where the spaceship flies down onto Earth, down to Earth. Looks good though. Right. So I got two movies and what they do with it from there, who knows? They'll probably muck it up like they did the Terminator franchise because like I get it, time travels gets tricky, but uh, you know, come on guys. <laughs> you you can do it. And uh, watching Terminator, I'm like 
and thinking about the cinematic universe, I knew right away, I was like, nothing past part two is any canon to, right. to what I want to do. Because especially in Terminator, what a mess it becomes. And it's like they over, and I know, like I just, I just said time travel gets tricky and complicated, but they overcomplicate stuff, especially like Genesis. Like there was some interesting stuff they did. Like they basically redid part one, but like talk about overcomplicating things. They got, what, what was Matt Smith character doing in there? And then John Connor's now like this weird robot and which kind of seemed like it's downgrade from the liquid metal robot actually. And I don't, it's just a mess. And, Terminator 3 was just not good, so I don't know. Yeah, they should give it on upon it quite a while ago. They're going to do it again. I think they're rebooting it. I think they're going to oh, straight God. up reboot it. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm curious about Predator, though. Right. As far as I know, it's just called Predator, or it might be called... When's the supposed release date? Uh, this year, but I, I did not look more into it. But it's directed by Shane Black, which is cool. So in our cin- cinematic universes so far... Okay, so we got our Baywatch, Baywatch Knight Rider cinematic universe... Highlander, Flash Gordon, and then this one. Skipping last episode, of course, because that, that was craziness. Which one do you think is more likely to become a reality? Not necessarily our versions, but which one do you think could happen? I think we did. We really hit it with Highlander, Flash Gordon. I kind of think so, too. I think the demand for like a Predator Terminator would be higher. I think, plausibly, Knight Rider, Baywatch, if Baywatch hadn't bombed, could plausibly happen. Yeah. But... Of the three, the one I think that might be most interesting without going stupid ridiculous would be Highlander Flash Gordon. Yeah, because I mean, because they're, they're still in the same, it's it's kind of the same sci-fi region, you know, they would mesh very well. Oh, since we've already covered these movies, we can't really go, not to say we can't, but I think a Highlander Terminator mash would be awesome. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, it'd be super sweet. There can only be one. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so before we totally wrap this up, I swear I had a message from Matthew D, who we've mentioned on Grolic's podcast, Grolic's Prime, several times, from Matt D, and I couldn't find the exact one, but I know he had suggested Terminator, Robocop, Universal Soldier. Okay. Now, we did Terminator. We still have T2, of course, that will probably pair up with something at some point. We're, we're actually going to... Sp- actually, this is kind of a bummer. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, we're going to split all those apart. We're not going to do that. But I loved the idea, and I almost put Terminator. I would, if it were up to me, we'd be talking about RoboCop instead of Predator today. Anyway, you told me to make executive decisions. I know because I picked the last one, so it was your turn. I kind of want to put Universal Soldier with Soldier or something, but maybe we'll pair it with Terminator Two or something. We are going to use RoboCop. And we're going to pair it with something else. So next episode, we're, okay, we're committed to this one. Okay, next episode, we're going to be doing RoboCop and Judge Dredd. From the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Not the good dread. We can do the good dread. You don't even think it's the good dread. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> I would say do the newer one. Was it on the pre show that we got into that rant? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I can't put that on the regular show. <laughs> hey, patreon.com slash podcast. You want to hear our pre show? You want to hear Randy go uh, a little. A little nuts. A little. Uh, uh, Wildfire on, in that one. On chain. Yeah. That's it. I think that's all. I think that's all we got. Hey, you can follow the Grolix Podcast on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. Also on Instagram, same thing, or Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Randall Sylvie. It's R-A-N-D-A-L-S-I-L-V-E-Y. Same thing on Instagram or Randall Sylvie Podcaster on Facebook. 
Uh, also, if you need uh, some podcast editing, podedit.com. Hit it up. He does a great job. Podedit. Pod How about you, Jasper? Who are who are you? And where I f***ed this whole thing up bad. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird question to ask episode four. Uh, no, you can catch me on Twitter at, at Ninja Monkey Live, which is at symbol. And then N-I-N-J-A-M-U-N-K-3-Y. 3-Y. 3-Y at with, with live at the end. Live. So, uh, same thing on Instagram. And then, uh, yeah. Are you sure it's not live? Is it Ninja Monkey Live? You're going to make me check it. <laughs> How no. can you? It's the same. How can you tell? I know, but I'm just saying. Oh, you want it live, though. Yeah, it's Ninja Monkey Live. Ninja Monkey Live. Live. Say it with your face. Live. Ninja Monkey Live. Mm-hmm. At or- Rolex. That's good. I don't know what that means. Or you can t- catch me at Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ninja Monkey Live. And I do gameplays there. Plays the games. The games. on this thing is there more you want to talk about had you seen this before yeah i've seen terminator okay not a long time like i said i mostly remember terminator 2 how t- you getting tired i'm just you're putting comfortable yeah well due to health reasons are you gonna die euros <laughs> oh, that's not a health reason that's, that's just a health that's reason. a health decision <laughs>